Hey, good morning, church. We're here to worship today on this Resurrection Sunday. So sing along with me and uh, just enjoy yourself. Let's sing.
ever had someone pay for something for you? Think about it for a moment. I, I remember several times uh, my family and I were, were out to dinner. Uh, we're kind of foodies, um, so we do like to eat out. And uh, We were out to dinner one time and I remember uh, going out and realizing that you know maybe we should have went somewhere cheaper like McDonald's, but we didn't. And as we were sitting there eating, um, it was time for the check and I asked the waitress for the check and she came and she said, this meal has been paid for. And that's actually happened on several occasions. Uh, whenever we go to coffee, it's, it's fun to, to go and we have a thing here in Twin Falls called the drive-through difference and, and uh, where it's you pay for the person's order behind you. And we've had that done to us before uh, while we were in the drive-through. Uh, at my favorite coffee shop, Corm Dio, we, uh, I go in there quite a bit and one time I went in there and there was a $50 gift card that somebody had bought for me because they know I was they know I go there all the time and uh, one time I had a boat and and I had it in the shop and it got fixed and I went to pay the bill and and the owner said don't worry about it the bill's been taken care of somebody paid for this and I think of another time when my mom got sick and uh, somebody graciously paid for a plane ticket for me to go home to see her. I could go on and on about the amazing things people have done for me and my family. And I love to pay it forward. I think it's so good to, to be able to give back. So maybe you have a whole list of things in your mind. Today's Easter Sunday. We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. And this celebration is of the greatest debt that has ever been paid, the debt of your sin. This celebration is of the, of the greatest gift you could ever receive. You didn't pay for it. Jesus did. Today I want to remind us all why the resurrection matters. Today I want us to completely understand the radical grace of Jesus. You see, what Jesus has done on the cross and through his resurrection is called the gospel or the good news. 
And today I want to remind all the believers watching this, as well as anyone who may not believe, of the good news of Jesus Christ. Now you may say, good news, the man died on the cross. You see, it's good news for you and I, and we'll see why in a moment. After coming into Jerusalem on what we call Palm Sunday, Jesus spent the entire week preparing for the cross. But praise God, because it didn't end on the cross. You see, if Jesus would have just died on the cross, there would have been no reason to believe today. He would have been a liar. You see, it didn't end on the cross, because three days later, Jesus rose from the dead. His death and his resurrection is the good news. That's the good news. It's the gospel. So let me explain it another way. So the gospel, the good news, it tells us that no one is perfect. No one. There's not one person that is perfect besides Jesus. Romans 3.23 reminds us, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're reminded that we are separated from God. You see, part of the good news is understanding the bad news. And right now, what I'm sharing with you is the bad news. No one is perfect, and we are separated from God. Ephesians 4.18 says, They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. You see, we are eternally separated from Him. All of us are sinners. Yes, even you. All of us are sinners. You see, sin doesn't just make you a bad person. It makes you dead. Check out what Romans 6.23 says. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, the bad news is that no one can make themselves alive. You or I don't have the power to save ourselves, to, to make us come alive. So what does this all mean? I think it means that it's clear that we cannot save ourselves. We cannot be who we need. This is why Jesus bled and died and rose again. This is the gospel, the good news, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because of what Jesus has done, if we only would believe that He is our Savior and God, we will be saved, what the Bible says. Do we deserve to be saved? No. We deserve death. That's the bad news. But the good news is that Jesus paid that debt. So when we believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, He gives us something that we do not deserve. Life. This is called grace. And I believe this is a radical grace. This is the radical grace of God. It is by this grace that we are saved. Not by anything you do, but by grace. Listen to what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 5. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. 
Listen to that. Because of his great love, because of his mercy, he's made us alive when we were dead. And it is by that grace, something you've received but you don't deserve, it is by that grace that you've been saved. Some of you who are Christians might be saying, Dan, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah, I know, this is a review for many of us. But let me tell you the truth. Some of us that call ourselves Christians have forgotten the gospel. Maybe we've come to believe the gospel at one point in our lives, but we've forgotten the gospel. And you may have accepted Jesus, but your lives tell a different story. For some, you may have to do a heart check and ask yourself if you've actually ever given your heart to Jesus. You see, when you accept Jesus as Lord and God, your life will be radically different. It should not be the same. So if you are not any different than what you were before you knew Jesus, then maybe you have to do some self-reflection. Maybe you have to look inside and say, what do I actually believe? You see, we all need this reminder of the gospel. We all need the reminder that our lives are radically different because of the radical grace of Jesus. See, you were once dead, and now you are alive. In our passage today, we're going to be in Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 11. And I know this isn't the Gospels where, where we have the, the whole story of the Passion Week and the, the, the crucifixion and, and the resurrection, but I want to, I want to share with you what the gospel means, what grace is, what radical grace looks like. Paul writes in Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 11, You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we are still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Now, there's a lot in that passage, but I want us to see something very important here this morning. You see, what I think we learn from this passage is that we were, when we were at our worst, Jesus gave his best. Just read that again, Romans 5, 6 through 8. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. At just the right time. 
when we were still powerless. You see, all of us at one point in time in our life are powerless. We may not see it. We may not understand it at the point. But at some point, you will come to realize that you are powerless. You cannot control the things that happen in your life. And at just the right time, when we were still powerless, I love that. God's timing is always at just the right time. See, Jesus did the greatest demonstration of love. He died for the ungodly. That means you and me. Anyone who does not understand that they can have life in Jesus. Anyone who lives a life of sin. You see, those are the ungodly. At a place where you and I once were. And maybe some of you still are. At just the right time. When we were still powerless. What gives us power? It's the grace of Jesus. And the gift of the Holy Spirit. I remember the day I accepted Jesus. See, I was a pretty strong atheist before this. It was a shocker to most who knew me. But this was when I first understood that I couldn't save myself. I remember sitting there at church camp, a place I didn't want to be, and having this argument with a God I didn't really believe in, and coming to the realization that if I'm going to be saved, if I'm going to be okay, it's not going to happen by my own strength and power. It was that day that I realized that Jesus had already paid the debt if I would just accept it. You see, there's power in surrender. So you're not giving up your freedom. You're gaining freedom. You're, you're breaking the chains of sin the bondage that holds you for freedom in Jesus. And for the first time in my life, I didn't have to carry that burden any longer. I didn't have to carry the burden of my sin and of my shame, of trying to do things on my own to sustain my life. It was Jesus. A life of sin never surrendered to Jesus will always, always lead to eternal death. So if you do not know Jesus Christ, if you have never accepted him as Lord and Savior and God, you are already at your worst. You are already at your worst. And remember, when we were at our worst, Jesus gave his best. I want you to know that you don't have to remain there. You don't have to remain in the sin and in the shame of trying to live your life and trying to, to do good things just to, just to get by. There's power in surrender. Because He is risen, you can experience the radical grace of Jesus. It's offered to anyone who would believe. We also learn that grace opens the door to new life with Him. You see, because of the death and resurrection of Jesus, if we believe, Jesus gives us life. What do we deserve? We deserve death. But when we believe in Him, we receive life. His grace saves us. He makes us right, and we stand before Him justified. 
Just listen to what Romans 5, 1 and 2 says. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, remember, it's through faith, that belief, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith. Remember, it's not by your works, but it's by faith. We have gained access into his grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. So what does Paul tell us there? When we believe, we are justified, and we are entering into his grace, and that's how we stand before God Almighty, justified and righteous. So accepting Jesus, though, isn't just acknowledging that there is a God. I would be willing to bet that many of you watching this would admit, if you're not a believer in Jesus, that, yeah, there's, there's a higher power out there. Or maybe like me, in my life at one time, that there's nothing out there. It's just void. But belief in Jesus and accepting him is, is more than just saying that there's somebody there, there's something bigger. It means to surrender your whole life to him. It means experiencing his grace. Not just talking about it, but experiencing it. You see, the door has been open for anyone who would believe. Anyone. It doesn't matter what you've done. Some of you may think to yourselves right now, I've done a lot of really bad things. It doesn't matter. His grace is sufficient for you. I don't care what you've done. You can never convince me that what you've done will hold you back from the grace of Jesus. It is why he went to the cross. It is why he conquered death through his resurrection. For those of us who have surrendered to Jesus, we know this truth to be very humbling. To understand that you cannot do it. To understand that his grace and only his grace opens the door for life with him. The fact that I was on his mind when he went to the cross is humbling. That you were on his mind. See, the death and resurrection of Jesus is the most important event in all of history. This is what we celebrate today. Our debt has been paid and grace has been given to anyone who would come to accept Jesus as their Lord, their Savior, and their God. What a beautiful truth. So church, believers, Christians, disciples, live your lives like you've been saved. Stop messing around, stop playing the fence, but live your life as if you've been saved. Live your lives for Jesus. You get one life, so live it for him. And I pray that your life will be a testimony to the radical and amazing grace of Jesus. I pray that others would see you, and by seeing you, they would long for a relationship with Jesus Christ. For those of you that do not know Jesus and his grace, I ask that this morning you would consider giving your life to him. That you would come to the saving grace of Jesus. There's no greater decision that you could ever make in this life. Not who you marry, not the job or career you have, but following Jesus is the greatest decision you could ever make because following Jesus will radically change everything in your life.
your direction, the outcome of life, everything is changed in him. What Jesus offers you, you cannot do on your own. So stop trying. All you're going to find is heartache. He has already paid your debt. All you have to do is place your hope and faith into his hands. And you can too, you too can experience the radical grace of Jesus. You see, he's given us life. Will you believe today? Happy, have a happy resurrection day. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we praise you for your grace that saves. For going and paying the penalty for us, Jesus, we praise you. I pray, God, that those who are watching this, who do not know you, would come to know who you are, Jesus, and experience the grace that you give for the very first time today. In your name, Jesus, I pray that your spirit will convict their hearts right now. And God, I thank you for showing us the way. And I pray for all my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that they would boldly walk in your grace, that they would shine the light of hope to a world that desperately needs it. Use us, God. Use your church. We thank you, Jesus, for your grace. And we thank you that it is by your grace that we are saved. It's your name we pray.